The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. Today, we're going to be taking another break from my training series for the London Marathon to talk about something a little bit different, but I think that you will enjoy it, and you'll know what the... episode is about from the title of this episode. So just sit back, relax, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I just finished a 16 mile run, not just now, but like a few hours ago, and I am definitely feeling it. I figured I would just insert a little life update before we get into the bulk of the episode, but I am getting into it with the marathon training and we will be back next week with another episode around marathon training. But this week I wanted to talk about something a little bit different, though I will say that it feels so cool to be finished with week 11 of marathon training. So we will be going into week 12. I saw something on the London Marathon Instagram today that says that we are 50 days out from the marathon and it's so crazy because because I think I'm just so excited and I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I think just the atmosphere and being in a big race atmosphere like that again is something that I am just really ultimately looking forward to the most. And so yeah, I'm excited. So it'll be exciting to sort of record and document the next 50 days and hopefully kind of summarize that and put that into the last few episodes, I guess, because now we'll be about six weeks out from the marathon, which is crazy because this has been an 18-week training period that I've kind of been going through and I'm not done yet, but it is pretty crazy to kind of be close to the finish line. All right, so now for the topic of the episode. I think in my last episode, I was just sort of talking about hitting that one-year mark of podcasting and how cool it was, how surreal it was, because when I started this podcast, it was quite literally just like my thoughts in podcast form and in audio form. And I've talked about this on some guest episodes, I think, but Resiliency and Running was kind of an idea for a book that I had, and I still do want to write a book, and that idea has not left my head. But I think there were just a lot of things that I wanted to talk about in terms of building resiliency and like mental toughness from things and also obviously like the physical toughness from running. And that's kind of where the idea came from. And I feel like it just kind of is able to cover a myriad of topics. I know that most of my episodes are sort of around running and kind of makes sense because I do a lot of running. But I think it's important to also talk about other topics. And I was kind of looking back at some of my older episodes and some of like my first episodes and about a year ago, well, it's technically about 11 months ago because I released this in September of 2020 was an episode called Running from Dating in 2020. Um, I'll link it in the show notes, but it was an episode where I really kind of came to terms with a lot of what my dating history has looked like. And for those that don't know, and those who haven't really listened to that episode, I think I mentioned in there at some point that I haven't really called anyone a boyfriend since like 2015. So at this point, it's been like six years. And I think that I, at that point, 
reflected on it as like, it's been five years. And I think that it's really easy to sort of become obsessive around the thought of like, you know, I need to find someone, I need to have that person. And I think that it's this idea of like dependency. And I want to bring in like elements that I've been learning in therapy for those who don't go to therapy. I think when I wasn't going to therapy, I always really appreciated when people shared like tidbits from their therapist. So I kind of want to share some bits here. And I'll also link the book that she's having me read in the show notes. But one of the things that she has been kind of teaching me and talking to me about is something called schemers. And schemers are things that kind of define like who you are and they they can change from time to time. But there's a book and I will link it in the show notes, but I'm forgetting the name and I will mention it when I go and look. But essentially it's a book around schemers and it has you sort of do those like tests that you typically do for like your love language or your personality type or whatever. And it determines what your schemers are based on what your highest scores are essentially. And one of mine, I have three, but one of mine is dependency. And I think that this is something that I started to kind of realize last year is that I am quite a dependent person and it took me a long time to become an independent person. And I think it's really important that women, men, whoever's listening, that I think it's really important to ensure that you do spend time being independent. And I'm talking about like truly independent. And I think that this episode started to sort of highlight that last year, but I was still sort of on the dating apps and I was kind of talking to people here and there. And I think when you ultimately really like take it out and just like remove the dating apps, delete your accounts, and you really just only focus on you, as cheesy as it sounds, it's if whether you're in university, whether you're in a job, I think it's really healthy to kind of, you know, date yourself and like just spend time with yourself because I think ultimately like that's who you wake up with. That's how who you go to bed with. And I think it's really important because a lot of what my dating history looked like was I would just get ghosted all the time. And it's like whenever I tell people about it, it's a little frustrating because they're like, I don't know how you get ghosted and da 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 da. But honestly, that's just how modern dating is nowadays. And I think it's really sucky because I, I feel like nine percent of people are on dating apps for the wrong reasons and I think that there's that like maybe five percent of people that actually want something real and I'm saying five percent because then you have the other like five percent and that's probably not that's probably being really nice I'm sure that there's a lot more but I think that there's also the people that are like not sure and they're kind of leaning one way but also kind of keep wanting to revert to like old habits and I think we all go through that stage and I think it's just really important to know that like dating doesn't have to be your entire life and I think for so long for some reason, I felt like I needed to find that person and I just got frustrated time and time again. And I think when people do this sort of journey and like you go and you really want to be independent, I think that it can be hard at times. And I think for a lot of people, including myself at this time last year, it included sort of getting over someone and getting over someone that may have let you down, that may have broken your heart. And I think that that's where you sort of really dig deep and you build that resiliency. And I think there are definitely tough days. Not every day is going to be easy, but I think it's really important that you sort of spend that time to really just like get to know yourself better because I think at least for me, 
I always felt like I lost bits and parts of myself and other people because my sort of like how I am is just like I want to give to people and I am such a person that puts people first and puts people above me. That is another one of my schemers. It's called, it's labeled subjugation, but it essentially means you put people before yourself and you don't really allow yourself to like truly value yourself because you're always too busy sort of putting others first. And I think that can be really, really toxic, especially when you're pursuing people such as like avoidant attachment types. And I've done an episode before with a friend of mine around attachment styles and she was doing a master's in like clinical psychology. I'll have that episode linked as well because I think that that also really opened my eyes up to a lot of like harsh realities and harsh truths around my dating history and like the people that I tend to go for. And so much of this book, which is called Reinventing Your Life, and it's by someone named Jeffrey Young. And it is such an interesting book because there are so many parts that say, you know, if you're a dependent person, if you, you know, struggle with XYZ, sometimes you're going to go for those people that you feel that intense and insane chemistry with from the get-go. And this book basically says those aren't the people that you're supposed to go for and it's not supposed to be that way. And I think in the book Attached as well, which I'll also link in the show notes, great book, is it kind of highlights that as well. And it kind of talks about people who are like anxious attachment types who tend to go for those avoidant attachment styles. And, you know, when those avoidant attachment styles pull away more and more, the anxious attachment type just wants to cling on more and more. And it, you know, it it kind of, and a lot of it can like link back to your childhood, depending on how you grew up, depending on what your relationship was like with your parents. That is something that I'm also exploring with my therapist, which is like so interesting. But I think it's just, it's, really interesting to sort of learn these things when you are spending that time being independent because it really then opens your eyes to like, okay, maybe I need to just change my direction in terms of how I approach dating. And for me, that involved spending a lot of time on my own. And I spent a lot of time on my own last year, sort of within the pandemic. And I think this year as well, I just kind of at one point deleted the dating apps because I was so tired of them. And I feel like for some people, the idea of not pursuing dating and not prioritizing dating can seem very odd, especially for people like in their mid-20s like myself. And I think that there's like sometimes in our heads this rush that we need to like find that person. But I can genuinely say that like from the point that I like truly realized these things and started like prioritizing on myself and learning about myself, I feel like I achieved so much, including this podcast, including running my first marathon and landing a job and a visa and just like so many different things and so much growth that I I don't think I would have ever experienced had I been still putting energy into those people that I used to be so infatuated with and so obsessed with that would have never given me the same time of day, would have never reciprocated that effort. And it's just sad because I think people who think like me, people who put people first and put people on a pedestal like this, sometimes it can take us quite a long time to realize these things. And it can be truly heartbreaking, especially when it's people that you really care about. But I think at the end of the day, if someone's not willing to kind of put that same energy back into you, those people just aren't really worth having in your in your life. And I know that that sounds really harsh, but it's something that I've been learning as I get older in my 20s is that I used to be someone who really 
cared a lot more about the quantity of people that I knew and the quantity of friends that I could invite to a birthday party. And now I'm I'm such a quality person because I want good quality people around me and I want like good quality people to influence me and to help me grow more. And I think that when you put yourself in an environment like that, that's where you a sort of, you know, give yourself the best chance of truly like experiencing like further growth and happiness and all these things. But also that helps you kind of put yourself in that environment of, you know, being around like-minded people and inviting sort of that energy. I know that this sounds so cheesy, but just like being able to sort of, you know, invite that energy in. And I think, you know, when I started to really do that, I just, you know, you start to notice the amount of people that sort of just fall away and that stop putting an effort. As soon as you stop putting effort in them, it's a really harsh reality and it's, it's really, really crappy. And it really broke my heart last year. I'm not even just talking about boys. I'm talking about like friends and people who I really thought were like, you know, true friends. It really shows you who truly cares for you and who's going to continually check up on you. And I think when you put yourself in that mindset as well, it just puts you on a trajectory to continuously want improvement for yourself. And like, it doesn't need to be an unhealthy thing where you're just like, you know, working so hard on yourself. But I think that there's definitely elements that I've like built into my life that I didn't have a year ago. And there are things that I am so okay with, like spending a Friday night in. I've spent so many Friday nights in, not just because of the pandemic, but just because I'm okay with being by myself. And I think that there was definitely a time like a year and a half ago where I was not comfortable being by myself. And I like needed to be with people, around people, socializing at all times. And I talked about this, I think in an episode, a few episodes back around just even like slowing down. I used to be someone who was so go, go, go. And I think that that really fed into not caring about the type of people who I was surrounding myself with. And this is sort of going off on a tangent, but I think, ultimately when you put yourself in the right environment around the right people you sort of you invite that growth but you also invite like-minded people who will help you grow and you know that can be friends that can be something more and I think whatever happens happens but I think you know as soon as you stop looking and as soon as you stop prioritizing dating, I think that you'll really start to feel and see a lot of change. You'll start to learn things about yourself that you would have never learned about before because you were too busy putting your time into other people. You'll start seeing yourself improve in so many different ways and improve aspects of your health, aspects of your life, and you know the type of friends and people that you keep around. I just think that there's so much to be said about truly being independent. And I think I did an episode on Valentine's Day with my friend Bridget around independence and how it's okay to be independent. And I did an episode with one of my favorite podcasters and she's like the reason that I started podcasting. Her name is Amber Gerberman and she is the owner of the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. And I will still tell you now that when I had her as a guest on my podcast, I was like sweating through my shirt and she couldn't tell, I don't think, or I hope. But 
but she does so many great episodes and she's like a coach for women. But I just remember when I started to sort of, you know, I was dating someone that was super toxic and I started listening to her episodes. I feel like I should have seen that as a red flag, but she has this analogy around like watering a plant and it shouldn't just be you that waters this plant and it should be like a co, you know, a co-owned plant and there should be someone else that is also watering this plant. And she has so many great analogies and tips and things that I feel like I finally like truly understand because I think once you change and shift your mindset in dating, it like things just start to make sense and things just start to fall into place. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a ramble and kind of just like, I guess a one year later, sort of what I've learned and what I have what I want to share, I guess. And hopefully this encourages you, you know, regardless of what, where you are in your dating life, that independence is okay. And it's so, so cool to be independent and just like truly be okay with being on your own. And yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, the first link in my show notes is for Boston Children's Hospital. It is the fundraiser that I am fundraising for and the charity team that I'm running with in the London Marathon. So I would love if you check that out. Otherwise, please follow the podcast on Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.